Welcome to another episode of The Room Podcast, brought to you by NewEnglandMMA.org. Please follow, share, and enjoy the show, starting right now. Steve Domenico in the room podcast on a Wednesday night, a beautiful day in the New England area today, uh, definitely around the 80, 80 degree mark, maybe more. It was like 95 in my car, but that's a whole nother story. Well, anyway, two great guests, actually three great guests, two of them on right now. I have Dan, Daniel, Mina, and Steve Kanapka. On to talk about their adventures heading into the future and what they have established together uh, or separately in the past and, uh, you know, have got together and created together uh, in the past few months, man. So welcome to the show, uh, guys. First time meeting Steve, but Dan, you and I uh, know know each other from, uh, you know, events and uh, Ascension, Underdog and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Steve. This is awesome. Appreciate uh, you taking the time to get us on here. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Great meeting you finally. We've been chatting back and forth, and uh, this is awesome, man. I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm real excited to be a part of it, man. Excellent, man. Well, guys, uh, there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to have you on about 40 minutes. Uh, if we can't capture everything here, uh, you guys are going to have your own podcast down the line that we're going to be talking about. Uh, maybe I can come on that and we can finish our discussion if we don't get through all of it today. But guys, uh, man, let's start. Dan, we know, I know a lot about you, um, but let's uh, tell fans or followers that don't know much about you, uh, your, your background martial arts, how you got involved with Ascension and uh, kind of where you are at now in, uh, in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my martial arts journey actually probably started from when I was a little kid, um, you know, with your typical, I grew up with the 80s action movies, you know, and the Van Dams and the Steven Seagal's and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and I had just this this, this um, passion for it where I just mimicked everything. I felt like I always said I was, I, I've been a ninja. I just needed to learn the moves, right? And um, later down, I didn't find jujitsu actually till probably about six years ago. And it was, uh, I knew what jujitsu was and I was a fan of the UFC and I just never put two and two together that, holy cow, I can actually do that. Um, so I started jujitsu at over 30 years old. Um, when I did, I was, I was dating this girl and we went, she wanted to do a group on for a Krav Maga class. And I was like, oh, all right, let's do it. And when we did it, there was actually a jujitsu class going on at the same time. And I was like, totally checked out of this craft thing. And I was like, yeah, but what's going on over there? Can I do that? And, uh, and then, um, I literally started the next day and I never left. I never left the mats. Um, and that was actually back at the old Gracie Seymour, which is black hole Connecticut. Now it was Doug Lindquist and Andrew T Bay and Aaron T Bay. Uh, so that's where I started. Um, and then from there, uh, my passion just grew. I instantly took on to jujitsu. Um, it fit me very well and fit my learning, um, pathway style very well. So, um, it's always, it's always a lot of fun when you can do something and grasp it pretty quickly. So that was, that was awesome. Um, that led me to, I, I live in Bristol that led me to Ascension athletics back in 2016, um, where I met Jeff and Matt. And at the time, I wasn't in business for martial arts. I was doing other things, sales, marketing. Uh, and I just started seeing things. I, I love jujitsu so much. I was bouncing around different gyms, trying, uh, seeing as many partners as I can. But in the while doing that, I learned a lot about the business and how gyms run and who does things good and who does things not so good. And I would just come back and take that to, to Jeff and Matt. And I'm like, give them little things like, hey, you know, I think we can do this better. I think we can do that better. Um, long story short, that ended, that that led to um, both of them being like, you know what? Um, we think you'd be a pretty good asset in, in this business for us. And um, they involved me in the business as an owner. Uh, and then back in October, 2019, 
we decided to move to a big uh, 5,000 square foot facility, um, which I helped make happen. And here I am today as owner of Ascension Athletics um, with Jeff Haddad and, and Matt Bissett. Um, I coach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I, I do striking. Um, I do it all here, the marketing, uh, everything like that. And you know how it is here. We got a, we got a hell of a crew. <laughs> We're just getting started, man. Excellent. All right, Dan, I'm going to be bouncing back between both you guys. But, Steve, um, I know that you're associated with Dan now, but let's talk about your roots. Uh, you have a special program, a special business that caters to more more of the, the future of uh, athletics. Um, but, I mean, you, you're vast all over. But let's talk about what you really, your specifics and what you created uh, and – your background in uh, physical fitness and sports. Um, thanks, man. Um, yeah, my background was, you know, as a youth, I played played all sports. Played if there was a competition on, I don't care what it was, I was there. And um, I grew up loving wrestling, football, baseball, all the above. Um, once I got to high school, I played football and uh, wrestling. Um, ended up going to college for football and had a brief stint in the NFL. And then from there, after that stint was uh, cut short, I uh, went into the Arena Football League and I had an eight-year career in there, which um, I attribute to my training methods, to be honest with you. And I went to college for exercise science at Central Connecticut State University. That's where I played football as well. And, and I fell in love with training and just getting better and stronger I think probably since I was like 12 years old when I, I found uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's encyclopedia of bodybuilding, <laughs> right? And way back when, I was just like, dude, look at these muscles. Look how strong they are. And I just, I just wanted it, you know? And then the stronger and bigger I got, the better I got at sports as well, you know? And I may not have been training correctly back then, but not there wasn't the information we had now, you know? And, uh, but the one thing I did correctly was consistency, you know? And then after, after my career, my plans were to open up a gym and my football career got ended short by, by a car accident, believe it or not. And so the whole gym business and the whole post career, uh, after football career was, was, you know, cut before it even got, it got off the feet. And, uh, you know, I was fighting just to, to walk normal again and be pain free. So I couldn't train anybody. I couldn't run a gym, uh, went into business with a friend of mine in a business that, you know, did nothing for me except provide for my family. And, uh, slowly as my kids grew and got into wrestling and, you know, everything started just snowballing, you know, a couple of kids here and there started, they would have a shoulder injury and I'd say, Oh, listen, you gotta, you gotta fix this. You gotta take care of this now. You can't just let it keep going. And so I would help, help a few kids and then help a couple other things. And it just snowballed to where I was training. I would, I would work all day, come home at six o'clock, train three, four, five, six kids in my basement in about 350 square feet. And then that grew to about 30 kids. And like, it just, it just snowballed and snowballed and, then I, uh, I built my own studio on my property, and that's what I have now, Strength and Honor Training. And, you know, I specialize in youth, youth performance and youth sports, you know, getting athletes training right pro properly. Um, it's not all about the weight. It's about the function. It's about the movement patterns. And then I just, over the last decade, really, really became entrenched in, in human performance for all sports. It's just how do I take an athlete, any athlete, and make them bigger, faster, stronger, and more injury resistant, right? You know, so many people, in my, in my opinion, are, are, are training wrong, per se. They're training hard, and they're, they got the effort, and the more, but the, the pattern or the, the workout program isn't designed, you know, in the best interest for their sport and their, you know, and their desires and their goals. So I've been really, the last 10 years, just sharpening the pencil, studying and, and through experience and stuff. And that, that's one thing my system, I think, and my experiences have over other things, I put it on the line, right? Like my paycheck depended, my livelihood depended on how I performed, right? So I had to make sure if it wasn't working, I wasn't doing it. 
you know, and, and there's a lot of times where bro science meets real world science. And, and a lot of times it's, it's somewhere in between, you know, if, if pro athletes and the biggest, fastest, strongest guys are doing it, I don't care what those textbooks says. There's a reason why they're doing it, you know, and now I just, obviously I'm an old man now. I, I, you know, I can't compete like anywhere what I used to. Right. So my passion is, is helping youth athletes not make mistakes I made and older athletes help them you know that's my goal now is that's where i get my my joy and my passion from is watching them succeed and just having that little tiny bit to help them get there man so that's that's my quick background you know and that's that's what we're we're at now before we uh I'm one of those old. Athletes. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like he's like one of those old. The guy looks like you know. Look at him. He's like not a wrinkle on him. What's what's? Yeah. It's got to be the the exercise exercise regimen and all that good eating. Now it's not yeah. only it's not only uh, that you're getting uh, you know them physically fit. I mean, uh, you're helping them with nutrition and you're teaching kids. You know, you don't have to like be. I mean, you 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 want them to be kids. I mean, you don't want them to shy away from wanting to be healthy and stuff. And a lot of coaches, not a lot, but the wrong coaches or the wrong nutritionists, they scare the kids and think thinking they can't have anything. So uh, explain a little about that, how you, you get to these kids and you make them believe and make them uh, follow what you're, what you're, you're putting out there. You know, a, a lot of it is, is, is a lot of coaches and a lot of nutritionists, at least in my experience, when parents come, they'll say, okay, here's the plan. This is what you should do. And it's not knowing the background of what the kid's been doing already. The, the parents aren't knowledgeable. A lot of people don't have the, the, the knowledge. It's not, it's not the desire. It's sometimes they're not educated enough where they know, you know, that trip to McDonald's isn't a healthy choice. Um, they just think, oh, my kid's hungry. He needs to eat. I got to feed him, right? There's a million other things. So it's a lot of times it's educating the parents which is just small, easy things. And it's not, it's not ripping up the, you know, their whole game plan and throwing it out the window. It's, Hey, let's add one or two things here. You know, even with some of the, our fighters at Ascension, it's, it's not saying, okay, you eat like garbage, man. You're, you're horrible. You're a bad person. It's not that. It's, hey, let's start adding some protein here post-workout, right? Let's start making sure you're hydrated more. Okay, this is how much are you drinking water? Just simple things like making them aware of how much hydration and protein and, and good foods is good for their body to help them perform better. You know, not not shaming because oh you're eating this. It's okay. Let's start by adding protein post workout. Let's wake up and have 12 ounces of water. Um, you know what? This week let's add one serving of vegetables twice a twice a day you know, just little steps like that. And then it becomes like a lifestyle and they understand it. So it's not just throwing a meal plan or a supplement plan on their lap and saying, here, follow this or, or a workout plan. It's yeah. In my opinion, it, it's almost like you got to teach them how to fish, not just throw fish on their lap. And with athletes, especially dedicated athletes, like the fighters we have at Ascension or the, all the wrestlers, football players I have, it's, they, they feel better because they know why they're doing it, you know, and it, it'll carry on in life when they're, when they're gone out of my hands. You know what I mean? When I want to send them to college and stuff, I want to make sure they know how to take care of themselves. Excellent. Well, Steve, as you were speaking, I uh, played your, uh, your, your Facebook page and, and showed how you could get connected to your website, showed a little of your website there. Oh uh, man, you got a lot of things going on. I'm going to get back to you, Steve, but let me get to Dan and Dan, uh, we'll talk about Ascension and everything that you got going on there. I mean, I know you've got a ton of, uh, you know, events that you guys not only do in jiu-jitsu, but you got the MMA going on and, and all sorts of things. But uh, let's get to how you guys got together and how um, you and Dan met and what, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Dan, how you and Steve met and how you guys are getting together and what you're doing together. Steve, you mentioned Ascension. Uh, the you know our athletes over there. So uh, Dan, how did Steve get involved with Ascension? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Steve, we met Steve through wrestling. Uh, Steve has a couple hammer sons in wrestling, and um, it was through a mutual friend who uh, introduced us, told us what Steve was doing. We met Steve. Uh, he met he he was everything we were looking for. 
we knew we wanted a strength and conditioning coach. Um, actually, I'll take that back. He was everything we were looking for and more. Um, and when we met him, it just fit the vibe, which if you've ever been to Ascension Athletics, uh, the culture here, the environment here is one of the most important things to us. Um, and, and he fit that bill. Plus his, his training is just top notch. Um, so we, we talked and um, made it happen. Honestly, we, we actually started training. I think a uh, few of us started training with you down at your facility, Steve. And, yeah. and once that started going, we started seeing like what type of workouts and how we are feeling after his workouts. And let me tell you, I've been to a lot, a lot of strength and conditioning coaches, a lot of personal trainers, none of them, none of them can hold a candle to this guy. Uh, I'll stand by that all day. Um, I got two herniated discs in my back from car accidents that have hindered me on the mats forever. And over the last six months, I'm starting to not even feel that after I roll or during I roll or waking up stiff like I usually did. It's just not happening anymore. So eventually we, we um, talked to Steve and said, hey, man, what do, you, what do you guys think about coming together and doing a program right out of the gym where, you know, we have these performance athletes. We have very competitive wrestlers at all age levels. Um, we have a very strong competition team in jujitsu, and we have a, a budding MMA program as well. Um, you know, what adding that to our, our athletes was just a no-brainer. And actually, you can see right behind me, we have this whole rig here. This is where it happens. You know, we get all these workouts here. We got all sorts of machines. Um, in fact, there's the mat space. Those guys are training MMA right now. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how it happened. That's how he came down here. Well, Steve, when you were speaking earlier, uh, Dan, I was just I'm playing, uh, showing some of the website, Ascension's website, everything you have on there to offer and that you spoke about. Uh, but Steve, when I was flashing some of your pictures and now Dan just mentioned the equipment behind you, there's some really, really, uh, really, really cool stuff. I mean, I saw some uh, standing shoulder press uh, uh, machine that the kids were using and, and stuff like that. I mean, how do you get a kid on that and how do you get them to uh, not get a, not be afraid of that thing? It, the, the thing everything is a, is an experience level and making sure that foundation is strong, right? Um, all different machines aren't necessarily for everybody, right? And in my program, it's very personal. It's auto-regulated for whatever the athlete needs. Um, we start them young and with working out, it's not so much, hey, today's bench day, today's squat day. It's, it's, we train movement patterns. And that's, especially I think in the MMA and wrestling world, um, I think we're very far behind, like in how to train properly for, to increase performance, right? Um, MMA and wrestlers and just, they know that grind unless they're like beaten up and chewed up and spit out. They don't feel like they worked out, you know? And so when they take that same mindset towards the weight room, all they're doing is just, all you're doing is overtraining. All right. So you've already done a thousand pulls, right? Grappling and wrestling. You've already done a thousand pushups, just pushing back and forth. That's not, if you want to get better, you need to increase your strength and your power output. And that doesn't come from another 500 reps on the bench press, right? Or 500 bench uh, reps on a ball press. So we, I start everybody off on movement patterns and we, we, the squat, the hinge, the press, and they get functionally strong. So then they're strong enough to train properly. And, you know, and, and some people are quicker than others. And, and if that they're not ready for it, they don't, they don't touch it, you know? And then, um, because that's not going to happen under my watch, yeah. you know? And it's, it, it's pretty exciting to watch even the younger kids, you know, they, they watch the older group with like Dan in there and Jeff and they're, they're hitting the barbells and the dumbbells. And we use a lot of other word again. <laughs> What's that? There he goes with that old word. Again. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. The, the pro elite crew and they, uh, <laughs> and then they, so they, they see what's ahead and, and they want that and they desire that and they want to get better. And meanwhile, they're doing the same movement pattern, but they don't have a barbell on their back. They got a nice sandbag across their chest or they're holding it. And, and it's, and that's the right way to do it in my opinion and get them functionally strong to be able to withstand proper training down the road. 
Excellent, my man. Well, um, Dan, when does yes. uh, when does Steve uh, when does he come and uh, talk to you uh, people there? Like, when, what nights are you there, and what's your what's your schedule with uh, Ascension? Yeah, so uh, Steve's here um, three de- three days a week. He's here Mondays, uh, Tuesdays, and Thursdays for five forty five, five forty five, five thirty, five forty five, right around there. Um, and we we split it up. We have um, a session for our MMA fighters. We have a and jujitsu practitioners. A session for our youth wrestling, and a session for our high school wrestling. And what's really cool with Steve is that. He, you know, one day a week of strength training is usually not enough. Um, he wants you doing three. And the other two days for each group, they're um, on an app that uh, Steve has. And he's got their workouts uh, for them specifically for each person for where they're at. Uh, and we, they come here and just do that on their own time. And they already know the patterns because we work them with Steve one day a week. And then, and then come in and do it uh, the other two days on our own. Excellent, my man. Uh, Steve, you have uh, you have uh, I, children or young uh, young men, a uh, couple of couple of yes. young gentlemen that uh, how are they? Uh, are they like a don? Like these kids must be built like Mack trucks and uh, you know suplexing people everywhere. Um, how how are they? And uh, <laughs> that's not that far off. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. How uh, how are they, and um, you know, how do they help you out with this? Because they must be around you twenty four seven because uh, they're very athletic, right? Yeah, yeah, they're athletic. They work real hard. They love. They, I'd like to say that I led by example and just you know showed them the right way, you know. And they they fell in love with exercise and being fit, and they love sports. They love wrestling, and you know that's near and dear to my heart. So. I, I can't complain. And they and they they love the work and and you know that makes me happy. You know, so they're they're healthy. They work hard. They love it. And you know they they come down there to Ascension and they get the to the top coaching around by far. And then <clears throat> then we hang around and and they work out. And you know my little eight year old will jump in with the pro elite club just because he'll sit there and argue with me for 15 minutes that he should be working out with them. And it's just not worth the time or the effort. So we just, we just let him in there. And sometimes he slits on the sleds guys pull. Sometimes he pushes it, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's a great atmosphere. Like Dan was saying before, like the environment and the situation tension. I mean, it is, you know, I've been on millions of teams and it is, it is something wholesome. It is something very, um, it is very, it's top notch. The, 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 the tribe down there, the group, the core of people, the philosophies, everything. And it's like, it's great to be able to a, be a part of it for one thing. You know, I love, I mean, the fighters, uh, Dan son, Kobe is like one of my, my main projects, um, for training. And he is, which is a problem for my, my son's 18 now. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, you know, daddy strength's there, you know, he's always going to be there, but, uh, man, Steve's really cut some years off for that for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Dan, you knew this day would come. You knew right, this I, day would come. Yeah, but I was going to be set up, so <laughs> I'm over here. I got to out technique him big time because he's in his prime and he's getting, he's getting ridiculously built like a, like a. Literally like a Bruce Lee look. So nice. It's in, yeah. He, nice. Nice. Yeah. He hard. He look. He looks amazing. And now his his strength and is is catching up to his his crazy skill level. So it's that's something I've never been a part of that. Like the jujitsu world or MMA world. I I've trained with them before. I've trained with fighters in my past and stuff, but never as personal as I am now. And it's it's like. I'm loving it, man. It's like, to me, it's like a kinetic chess game. It's like, how do I get these guys to perform better and be more injury resistant? And it's like, it's, I'm loving it, man. I'm, I'm eating it up in the, in the fight and all the guys down at Ascension, man, they're eating it up too. It's like, what else can I do? What else can I do? You know, when I go with the nutrition, like just today, three of them sent me their meal plans. Hey, I'm feeling good. My, my, my whoop recovery is perfect. Thanks for this. And Hey, I'm feeling a little slight. So it's, that nothing's better than when an athlete wants it, you know, you know, it's sometimes it's hard wanting it more than the athlete, but 
these guys, and, and that just goes to, you know, it feeds off the coaches down there in the, in the, in the atmosphere, you know, just good, solid people that just want everyone there to get better. You know, no one's like a, you know, just me, me, me. And that, that's, that's a great feeling. Excellent, my guys. Well, we got about 12, 13 more minutes, man. So let's cover a couple of uh, other things. Um, you di- we, I want to talk about this podcast that you guys are developing uh, and that's coming out. We want to talk about that. But first, Dan, man, uh, you're a big, uh, you know, a jiu-jitsu guy, as you spoke in the beginning. That's what you fell in love with. That's, uh, kind of, you know, what your journey uh, is all about nowadays. Uh, let's talk about, you know, you got back um, – coaching right the the kids are back on the mats and uh yeah absolutely um yeah you wanted to talk a little bit about that and how excited you are uh that you know the world is opening up and you get these kids get to uh get out there and show what you guys are doing behind uh closed doors to them absolutely man it was uh this weekend we we went to the ammo grappling championships um with our kids for the first time since pre-covid and um I'll tell you what, we, our kids program, even with COVID, like we closed down March 13th, we were online doing uh, Zoom classes April 1st, like two weeks later. And I mean, I don't know how Zoom classes went for most schools, but we had like 20, 24 kids at every class. And we just changed the format. Like obviously you couldn't teach jujitsu in the way that it's taught on the mats with a partner. So I changed it into uh, movement drills specifically for jujitsu and just, um, uh, exercises and, and things like that specifically, um, drawn from jujitsu positions and things like that. And they, they came out this weekend, just like ridiculous. They just wrecked house. There was like four different finals, uh, that were two Ascension, uh, kids going at it. Um, we won the team championship there and uh, that, that, that thing um but you know it the adults are are grinding away too taking wins we're just getting started man this place let me tell you that the vibe in here the work ethic in this room and and our head coach jeff dodd can't say enough about him um you know jeff many people know jeff many people don't know how high level jeff is as a coach um i'm willing to bet Right in New England, right now, he's probably one of the top co- head coaches around. Um, no questions asked. Um, but as far as competitions go, Steve, I wanted to talk about that because it's an interesting thing with with um, jujitsu competitions, right? Did, if you ever wrestled, right? When you go to a wrestling competition, you could wrestle um, for twenty bucks, thirty bucks, and get in in a wrestling tournament, right? Jujitsu is much more expensive, right? You're talking like. On an early bird special, you might get it $80, right? More likely 100 Some people are 120 140 right? <clears throat> well, if you're going to charge that much, this is to all these people, all these promotions, you better start performing and putting out a, a product that, that matches up to that price tag. Because from what I'm seeing out there, you know, you got the IBJJF um, and, and people can hate on them all you want. When it comes to running a, a tournament, they're on it, to the minute, on it. So the blueprint's there. It can be done. After IBJJF, the humongous drop-off for, for what tournaments are. And, and, you know, you see people running things like um, gym, gyms running events and stuff like that. Why are they doing that? First of all, because the tournament scene is, is crazy. You pay $100 and you, you might lose a match. And be out, and and you're out a hundred bucks. When when it comes to jujitsu, we all know that you know the more roles, the new, the 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 more partners you can get, the better, right? But if you gotta pay a hundred something dollars for that every single time, and and the product's not that great, you know it, it's a little tough. I'd, I'd I'd like to see these promotions really step it up. Um, it's wide open. Uh, I'm telling you, don't make me, don't make me come up there. And I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, we, we ran the IGC last year and, and that went incredible. And that was, that was um, something that we wanted to do to get into the tournament scene. I got other projects going on. Um, so that's on the back burner, but I'm really hoping something, something happens. Somebody comes up with something, just figure it out because it doesn't matter if I'm not going to name any promotion names but 
it doesn't matter which one is. There's just major flaws in what's going on, um, whether it be bracketing, whether it be timing, whether it be um, running on a system that's that that's not optimized for the tournament and or or relying on the, the building's Wi-Fi to run smooth comp when we all know smooth comp for a big situation like that is is it's going to be if it goes down what's your backup plan oh i got everything on smooth comp but it's off the internet went out and now we're now we're everyone's standing around 16 mats empty um so i'd really like to see tournaments step it up um or bring the price down man you know i saw a tournament a couple weeks ago it was, it was a, like thousand registered people if you did that at the low, low, low number of 80, which is the lowest possible you got to pay for that, look how much money that yeah. is. That's like $8,000 for a tournament. What's your expenses? The venue, the referees, everything else paid for, the mats, you already have that stuff. So, you know, spend some of that money in making your systems better. Well, and that's, that, that's going to lead us to our uh, last segment with you guys because – you guys are starting a podcast together and uh, something like you just talked about there, Dan, man, is something that you can address on the new podcast that you can have guests on and you can debate that and get really uh, people that know what they're talking about because, um, you know, that's not for me. I, that That's like uh, you guys could really get right down to the heart of the subject and, and get something done, man. So let's talk about what you two guys, uh, this next project, I don't know if you already have it in the works. It's been working. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this uh, new podcast that you guys have developed and you have together. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we start, we have a podcast. It's, it drops June 1st. We already have some episodes recorded, ready to go. Um, we'll just make sure everything's right. We've had a, a June 1st date for, for the last four months and we're going to hit that date perfectly. So it's great, but it's called the Armor Podcast. Um, it's all about what we call forging the mind, body, and spirit, right? When when you talk about someone and, and the resiliency of, of growing through the mats or whatever in life, right? It's the hard things that, that make you stronger. It's how you armor yourself. It's how you make yourself more resilient um, when it comes to the body. Um, Steve's huge nutrition guy. I'm a big nutrition guy. It's been one of my passions. I went to school for nutrition. So we're talking about optimizing the body and just building armor for your mind, body, and spirit. And we're going to tackle all sorts of subjects, whether it be um, the benefits of jujitsu and wrestling for life, um, optimizing your diet, workouts with Steve on how to do this properly for the injury prevention. He's mentioned it a couple times, but it's it's something that people don't train that much that specifically right you, you got someone attacking a kimura on you all the time attacking your shoulder how strong is that rotator cuff ready to take that that damage uh steve you want to add anything there yeah it's uh i it, and it, it was so weird because when we came we were at ascension we were just sitting there and when dan and i really started gelling is when once we got up and running at the new facility <clears throat> and I think it was like every day we were shooting each other back stuff about nutrition or this type of coffee or this type of vegetable or this type of meditation. I mean, it just like, it was like we, everything we were coming from was like always on the same page. And like in the same day, we were like sending each other the same thing almost. Yeah. And we're like, and then one day we were talking and he was sitting behind the desk and I just finished training the guys. And I was like, dude, we need to do a podcast about this. And his eyes lit up and they were like, I've been thinking about that for you. And it was like, and I'm like, it's just, we have so much, you know, obviously everyone's got knowledge, but we have so much knowledge within these categories and experience, you know, and, and we're always trying to learn too. That's the thing Like he'll, as much as I know, and as much as he know, he'll send me something. I'm like, Oh, another rabbit hole for me to go down now. Right. And, and, and the same thing, vice versa. And it's, through all our experiences and the knowledge that we do have, it was, we were like, you know, we got to get this out. You know, there's so many people, so many athletes, we can help get stronger, healthier, uh, just, just better, healthier individuals, not just, not just for sports. You know I mean? That that's kind of our, our goal, but just to be a healthy adult or, or child, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff and we, we get it out there and it's, we find ourselves talking to people about this stuff all the time. And then we were just like, Hey, let, let's figure this out, man. And we, and we went full speed ahead into it. So we're really excited about what we can, what we're going to drop and, and what we're going to give to people to, to get healthier and build armor, you know, build their, that body's armor, mind, body, and spirit. 
Excellent. Well, you have no, uh, you have content for, for days, years, months, uh, because you know, Ascension, what you're doing, Steve, and just like the outside people that you can have, you know, discuss these topics, man. So when is the first episode and how many did you say you, uh, you've already, you've had, uh, you taped already? Yeah. So we've done about four episodes. Um, June 1st, they'll drop. I'm not sure if I'm going to drop it one, but maybe probably all four at that time. So um, we can give people a chance to see what we're about, what we're talking about. First one's pretty much introducing our backgrounds. The second one's introducing the actual podcast and what it will be covering. And then the third and fourth are actual uh, topics. Excellent. Is this uh, audio and video or audio only right now? We're going to just do audio right now. We want it easily digestible. Put it in your headphones, put it in your car, um, go through it. Down the road, uh, we will ha- – actually, I'm sorry. Let me back up a little. It's gonna, The podcast is going to be audio, uh, but we do have video content um, where where we're going to be going through jujitsu techniques, MMA techniques, uh, strength and conditioning techniques, uh, recipes that Steve Recipe. has, I have, and things like that, that we will put out um, – for our subscriber base, right? So the podcast will be free to everyone. We do have a subscription model where all this bonus stuff will be available to the subscribers. Excellent. Um, where are we going to find this? Um, how do, did you say that? I'm sorry. I was looking at my phone. How do we find this podcast? Yeah. So, uh, the website's thearmorpodcast.com. You can go right there. Uh, right now it says coming soon, obviously, but right there, it'll be linked um, to get the podcast. And then also you can listen to it anywhere. You can find podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google podcasts, all of the above. Nice. Are you doing all the, are you doing all the, are you the tech guy, Dan? Are you? Yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually on the stuff right now. I was testing it out. I got the microphone out. I don't know how I sound on that end, but this end is pretty good. Oh, you sound Um, great over, you sound great over here. I mean, uh, you, you you probably sound better than if I called in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So and we are on Instagram uh, at at the the Armor Podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I I, I think Rambler. I I think I just joined you uh, maybe yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah, I'm starting to yeah. jo- uh, follow your social. I got like three different social media pages: one for New yeah. England MMA, one for the podcast, and one for my shit post. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, I, that one's gonna be private though, or I, it, I'd be banned already. So I keep it up for you. Gotta follow, you gotta actually ask to follow that page because it's kind of you know, I go a little too much with that one sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much armor podcast on everything, armor podcast on Instagram, the armor podcast, the fortune of mind, body, and spirit, uh, fa- Facebook page, and the website, um, the armor podcast. Uh, com. Excellent, my man. Well, guys, great, great uh, getting in touch with you, uh, learning a little bit or a lot about Steve, but I'd like to, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, come down on your podcast someday or whatever, um, but... Man, we'll we'll have you on again, or maybe I'll have you on separate. You know what I mean? We'll talk about what's going on uh, separately. But, dudes, uh, anything last you want to say, Steve? I'll let you go, and then I'll let Dan uh, take us out of here. Yeah, nothing. Just uh, thanks for having us, man. And um, everybody, uh, tune in June first. We're gonna. If you liked what you heard here, it's gonna be nothing but great tips for for exercise, nutrition, food, training. Uh, what's going on, especially in the local New England area. We're going to touch base on that, you know, give a lot of spotlight to, you know, all the hard, hardworking athletes around here as well. And uh, just uh, just get the info out there, man, so everybody can get better. Excellent, my man. Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say thank you as well, Steve. I know, um, you know, we're not – neither of us are MMA fighters, and uh, you, you had us on. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, catch, catch the podcast. Uh, I got a feeling you guys are going to like it. Um, come to Ascension Athletics. We're a very open environment. We allow people to train from other gyms. We got open mats on Friday nights for striking and, and jujitsu. And um, fair warning to all the gyms out there. These guys are working really hard. So be ready. Be ready. And uh, be on your toes too, you uh, you BJJ um, promotions, because Dan will take over. He's, uh, you know... Uh-huh. 
will. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, I know you. Uh, this podcast will be on YouTube tomorrow. It'll also be on um, Spotify and all the other, um, all the podcast links. So I know you guys didn't get to really. You don't know what the hell was going on, but um, you'll be able to listen to it tomorrow and share it again. So guys. Uh, tune in. I'm going to have Johnny Cupcakes on very soon. We're going to talk about that great win he had back in uh, uh, the beginning of the month, man. Dis- dismantling, man. Dismantling on TV, man. All right, guys. You have a great night. And Steve, man, uh, nice meeting you, bro. We'll we'll definitely talk again in the future. Yeah, man. Thanks again, man. Have a great time. All Thank right, you take very care, much. Take care, take guys. Care, Steve, I'll see you tomorrow. Later. Steve. Okay. Take care. All right, there's my two guys gone. Um, awesome. That was friggin' awesome. Steve Kanapka. I hope I said that right. CPPS. A CPPS is a certified physical preparation specialist. It which what that means is he's special and he um he um he's special <laughs> in in the physical fitness uh, training aspect. I'm saying. And Dan Mina, man, I've known him for a while. I've been to Ascension. Ascension has expanded. I I believe he said they moved. I didn't know if they knocked down some walls and just expanded or moved to just a bigger facility. But they are huge. They are a major factor in the New England MMA, BJJ, wrestling, all that great stuff that makes killers. So Johnny Cupcake Scamble, I'm going to message him right now, see how he's doing. Ready, Johnny? <clears throat> if anyone's out there is a producer who would like to come down and do this like uh, once a week for me so I don't have to this. Here we go, Johnny. Hopefully he comes in on camera. There he's. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, let me uh, figure this out right now. Hopefully Johnny's not naked. Johnny Cupcakes Campbell, baby. What's going on? What's up? Man, let me get your text up here. And uh, not that no one uh, isn't going to know who you are, but I got to look kind of professional here. You know what I mean, Johnny. All right, let me move that. Johnny, man, thank you for uh, coming on, man. Thanks for the time as always, man. How's it going? I'm happy to. Happy to. Fantastic. How are things with you? Excellent, man. Excellent. Um, I had... I don't know if you were listening or what, but I had a, a strength and conditioning coach uh, really bringing up the youth uh, coming out of Ascension Martial Arts. And I had Daniel Mina, um, a tournament guy, a uh, coach, and uh, friends and co-owner of uh, Ascension, man. Dude, what's going on, awesome. man? Congratulations on all your success and Thank you. blowing up Bellator a couple of weeks ago, man. How you feeling a couple of weeks out, man? Really good. I just, um, really good. So I just had some ice cream. And after I finished the ice cream, the first thought that came to my mind was, what should I have for dessert now? So life is fucking good right now. Cupcakes, man. Cupcakes. Um, Boom. I'd like to thank your girlfriend, Martina, man. She got us connected. Johnny, I know you, your phone's probably off the hook. You get, I mean, everyone's coming out. I want to talk to Johnny about that fabulous win. But I got you tonight, man. Let's talk about that, brother. Before that night, uh, Johnny, I didn't see you much on social media. Like, you announced the fight. It was a little, you know, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, and we wrote a story. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't see you. And I would talk to Lars and Travis. I'd be like, they're like, hey, which? I said, Johnny's training hot. Johnny is in seclusion, man. He's like Rocky in fucking Russia right now. He's yeah, in yeah. seclusion, man, because he's coming out on fire. And we talked about it. I said how Johnny's just going to come after this guy. Johnny, let's talk about this fight, brother, because you shocked Bellator and you didn't shock yourself. But let's talk about it, man, and and how good it is, bro. It, yeah, it felt so good. It felt so good. So um, Henry just felt kind of like a, a regular guy. You know, this um, just felt like a, a just like a normal fight. Um, I really feel like I'm seriously coming into like my prime you know i saw a photo of me back like in one of my amateur fights i was like 25 years old but i look like i was 12. i just feel like i'm like a late bloomer and i really think at 34 i'm like seriously figuring this out i mean corrales is a guy that has been in there 
with so many good fighters. And then for me to just handle him like the way that I did, I mean, just shows that, you know, I, I have so much in the tank still. And um, everything just went nearly perfectly. You know, I, I didn't have quite as much gas as I would have liked to have. So I couldn't stay on my on my bike as much. I couldn't move. And um, I mean, when I, I hit him with that, like, like high kick spin back fist and then like through that like looping left hook that cracked him it was just like man i can i can knock this guy out and i got a i deviated a little bit from the game plan um didn't kick his leg as much as i should have in the first but um man it worked out so good and i was just in there being me you know just being myself for the like first time really for in a long time well welcome to the bantamweights brother my man um dude did he feel any different than, I mean, he was dropping down the first, uh, his first fight at that weight. Did he, you know, did he seem like he was a, a featherweight or did he seem, I mean, I mean, when he at weigh-ins um, coming up, I mean, he was ripped, but to me, it looked like he cut a bunch of weight to make that, that weigh-ins, man. What'd you feel in there from this dude? Yeah. I mean, he felt like, like big, you know, like, um, I grabbed onto him a couple times and when he took me down being on the ground with him, he just felt like he was like, yeah, big, like he was long and his legs and arms were long. His torso was like long and kind of wide, but ultimately he was so skinny. He was so damn skinny. I mean, you know, he, he's a great boxer and I mean, he was having a hard time hitting me, but a couple times he looked like he was like a freaking a girl in a street fight for crying out loud, like punching with his wrists and shit. Um, I, I don't know if that's totally the weight cut or just him being like so confused by the way I was moving. But um, yeah, he hit me with some like clean shots and it just, I said it, he just could not have hurt me if he had hit me with like a fucking brick. I don't think he could have hurt me. So um, I, I just knew that I could, um, that I would eventually clip him and shake his brain up and make him fall down like I did. So um yeah, I mean, he fucking, he weighed like 158 and a half that night, you know, I, I um, they reweighed me, I weighed like 59 with clothes on, and um, I was like, ah, shit, you know, uh, is that going to get me flagged for like rehydrating too much? And the guy's like, well, uh, probably, but uh, your opponent weighed in the same, and he like pointed him at, at Corrales' name on the list, and he was 58.6, so, I mean, he definitely cut quite a bit of weight, yeah. and I mean, no one really talked about it, but he weighed 135.0, and I think that was intentional. Um, and I think that he was looking to like jump right in the mix at that 135 um, division. So um, yeah, he definitely cut a bunch of weight, which we I knew that he would. You know, I mean, that was partially why I took the fight at 45 or coming down to 35 at 34 years old. I was like, yeah, this is this is money. This is a perfect fight. So where some people saw danger, I saw opportunity. Well, that first that first round full of uh full of uh, exchanges in there, brother. You definitely frustrated him because, like you said, he hit you and you smiled at him, basically, um, you know, as you do. And then you went into as Johnny is Johnny. I can't say character because it is you in that cage, Johnny. That Johnny Cupcakes Gamble in that cage, man. So you definitely, I think he was like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? And who did they fucking match me up against? Because, uh, Johnny, you just tore him to uh, shreds. And coming into that second round, what was your thought uh, getting off that stool? You talked a little bit about maybe you thought you, you would have liked to have a little more, you know, in the tank. But, I mean, you looked pretty damn good in that second round, man. What was the thought and what was the the corner saying to you uh coming off that stool in the second bill was saying basically that the striking was working and that i should be continuing to do that and that um yeah like yo, don't uh let up on those leg kicks uh, i mean there was a few times in that second round where uh, he would like hit me with a punch and i would kind of drop my hands and then just kick his leg and leave my head exposed because i knew that i was probably scoring more kicking his leg than he was hitting me even two times or whatever um and it was for sure his leg was jacked up no doubt about it um it's just uh, yeah that was the biggest thing stick onto that leg kick keep hitting it um i was going a little bit on that calf a little bit on the the thigh after freaking uh um 
Weidman busted up his leg. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, the whole game plan was I'm just going to wreck his legs. And yeah. then Weidman breaks his leg. And I was like, all right, that's yeah, not yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no more leg kicks. <laughs> dude, dude it, seemed, it, it seemed after that Weidman thing, guys were using leg kicks even more after that. I was I like, know. holy shit. I went <laughs> fucking. It's like statistically, that happens so like infrequently. If it had just happened to Chris. The likelihood is not going to happen again for a while. So yeah, exactly. we may as well get them yeah. in. Throw them in there. <laughs> well, Johnny, I got a little story for you, right? So I'm an, I'm old as, as the hills, right? So I got chi- I got uh, five childhood friends that I still go out to dinner with, like maybe once a month, uh, sometimes twice if we're lucky. But we go to a restaurant from where around we live, right? So I was meeting them at their house. You were coming on, so I just got to their house, and you know they're with their husband, uh, their wives, and stuff like that. So we're ready to go out, and I come in, and I got you on, right? You're ready, you're walking, you're walking in. I'm like, we're not fucking going anywhere right now, and then everyone's like, and they're they're fans too, you know what I mean? But some a couple of them, you know, they're with their kids. Their kids are like teenagers, 18, 17, right? So they're all around. I'm like, where are you going now? Going anywhere. I put your phone right in the kitchen table, right in the middle. And we all That's surrounded true. it. And everyone was asking questions. And I was, I explained exactly before the fight happened what's going to go on, right? Yeah. And okay. it was kind of like what Travis and uh, Laz talked about when we were breaking down the fight a little bit. But I was like, Johnny's just going to go at him. He's going to get him in a fucking, he's just going to make him want to fight with him. And he's going to, yeah. and these guys were like, the minute ago, you're saying exactly what's going. Like these guys with these women, God, they were all glued. They're like, "That's awesome." This is your guy. I said, "Well, he's not my guy. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend." And he's like, "This is your guy. guy." Yeah, he's our guy. He's a, and they, dude, instant love. People That's felt, great. man, how how's the reaction been? I mean, Johnny, oh you were a celebrity after the ear explosion in fucking uh, Brazil, but now, Just man, yeah. <laughs> Just keeps going up. So what's going what's going on now? How's it feeling? Uh, you know, what's how's the feedback about this? There's so many people hitting me up who put money on me because I was like a plus six hundred underdog. So uh tons of people from England. Apparently they bet a lot in England because <laughs> so many English people are hitting me up telling me that uh, I won them a bunch of money on the on their new pony that they're gonna be betting on me from now on and shit. So um it's been a freaking great. I get, you know, like 350 Instagram followers um, over the last two weeks. Like, you know, just like a stock, you know, I'm on the rise. So trying to continue that. Um, yeah, the belt, they just put up the top 10 on Bellator. And I did not make that list being one to know, I understand. So, um, but damn, man, there's some guys on there that I would love to get in the cage with. So, uh, and there's some big fights. They got an active bantamweight division. We got uh, Leandro Higo and Caldwell going this weekend, man. That's going to be lit. Um, that's going to paint a big picture for, you know, who's fighting for a title next. I mean, so many good guys at the top that are going to be fighting for that title and whatnot. So they're talking about a, maybe a tournament going on. So depending on what I'm doing or what happens exactly, um, I could be setting myself up to be in a, a bantamweight, you know, title tournament really soon end of the year maybe so um did uh was there you know what is that what you are you waiting for uh bellator is that going to be your next move or is could there son uh, be another opportunity <laughs> that i like the eyes that <laughs> might open up in the next month or so that you could uh you could be interested in or is it just bellator for you right now well, so, I mean, I'm open to all uh, all things, so I, I like to be open-minded with that. Bellator uh, put it in the contract. The stipulation was that if I won the fight that I would be, um, you know, they would control my next fight. So, um, but, you know, there is a possibility they might they they might like they might let you get a little practice before you're back in that, that tournament. And you you exactly. mentioned you mentioned uh, a name that I don't want to. You might have heard it. Would you say? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So Jay Perrin has just been. Oh man, my Jay Perrin, God! That man's the, been running wait a minute, his I, mouth so much. Out of, out of all it, the names, he's not. I don't think he's what is. You think he's watching right now? But anyway, he's he'll watch man, tomorrow. Probably. But anyway, you brought you brought up Jay. Was uh, anything said? I mean, Johnny. Oh my God. You know what was anything? What's Oh my God! What's going on? What's that up? dude's just it's been talking so much shit that it's like it's beyond like a career or 
contracts that's like so much farther than that it's so much more of just like we have to actually fight and we're both really good at it so we may as well do it in the in a cage for you know a decent uh, amount of money so he's just been talking so much shit after my ear he talks shit after this fight he talks shit you know i'm the one that's internationally ranked i'm the one that's contracted with bellator right now you know he's coming off of three decisions in a row boring 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 he's talking about how he beats me 50 45 funny thing about decisions is nobody remembers them so it doesn't even matter that shit out of people's heads immediately they fell asleep during that fight and woke up when i lost and then forgot about it immediately i'm totally different i have evolved so much since that fight and he has the same guy still grabbing onto people still laying on people still barking about how dana white said he won whoopty fucking do Nobody cares because he didn't get shit for it. You know, that that's a fight that just, I think, has to happen. So, um, yeah, and after my performance with Bellator, I think that they'd be willing to risk me just going out and smashing him and then coming back on a two-fight win streak that much closer to a title. So so what you're saying is, Johnny, I'll say, is if Bellator, <laughs> o- if Bellator okays it, you want to fight Jay Perrin at Cage Titans this could be the official call out if you wanted to, if you wanted to say that. All right. I well, mean, that's what it feels like. Because you know I'm cli- like you know I'm clipping this this piece right out. Throw that at Instagram tomorrow. Bro, it's real too. It's this is like it doesn't get more real than two people that don't like each other, and then the sport that they are actually in is fighting. It doesn't get more real than that. And you know if he you know he knows that it's going to be a different guy. I've just been fighting different. My, you know, everything's different than when I fought him that first time. So um, I'm just going to be trying to cave his head in the entire time. And he knows that. And I have a feeling that he'll find a way out. It's only six weeks away. So that might not be enough time for him. I mean, I weigh 65 right now. I'll make 35 on two weeks notice, guaranteed. So well, the as, challenge is out there. Well, as we know, that was mentioned yesterday on Table Titans last night. or Yeah, last night they had it on Tuesday was that Cage Titans is going to Plymouth Memorial Hall, which means bigger capacity, uh, bigger crowds. Full. Full. Capacity. Full. Full. He can't even put a fucking tent in the friggin' parking lot. Everyone, nah, you can't. Wear do. a mask if you want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even care. So Fuck, where that, to? So that, um, it's the perfect storm for this fight to happen. So if Bellator okays it, if, if, Perrin's ready. If you're, if I, I guess it's already taught, being spoke about. So, man, I'd love to see it. We need to see it. New England needs to see this fight. I think so. Excellent, my man. Well, dude, uh, there's not much more we can uh, talk about that. Talk about other than that. Uh, mm-hmm. One last. All right, let's last thing. <laughs> let's talk about your 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 the camp, the the guys that were there helping you out. For that Bellator fight, who helped you along the way? Because, like I said, Johnny, you were missing for like uh, two and a half, three weeks from uh, social media, and I knew you were you were you were in Russia somewhere lifting logs and stuff. So, man, talk about the the preparation and and you know how that team helped you out to get to that that hand raised. Yeah, South Shore Sport Fighting and the UFC gym. Also, those I mean, so many so many people in, in there helping me out, making me better every single day so i mean bill mahoney and danielle henley uh, over at south shore are like the the cornerstones who they're always pushing people to get better and if you're not getting better then they're on your ass about what you should be working on um you know i got like d sabatino zach and they're just manhandling me so then when i'm in there with a guy like um like corrales or something it just doesn't even matter um, Kim Moy came out, came out of retirement and helped me out some, you know, gave me some really good rounds and he's 185 pounds right now. So you know, <laughs> try fucking, try fighting that guy at 185. Oh my gosh. Um, Ryan White, who, um, at South Shore, just like, you know, holding it down with my striking and Vince Morin down over at, uh, over at UFC Boston. He's helping me all the time with my boxing, my footwork too. So, um, without those two guys, my striking just wouldn't be as sharp as it is. So um huge thanks to them and then just you know just the freaking 
my team in general, people that nobody knows, they're all just like motivating the crap out of me, whether it's the young guys in the gym, the kids at the gym, when I walk in the gym and they look at me and these kids win in tournaments and stuff, it's like, man, I gotta be a success at this so that when I walk in this gym that they are motivated by me. So their, you know, their potential motivation motivates me and it's got me out, you know, after the gym doing hill sprints and stuff. Um, you know, before the gym being in to do, you know, doing lifting and, and, uh, you know, just jumping rope or whatever it is, that extra stuff that maybe some of these guys aren't doing, you know, that stuff that, um, you know, makes me a little bit sharper, a little bit more explosive, um, in those fights when other people are dragging ass and I'm not. So, um, yeah, South Shore, Sport Fighting and UFC Gym Boston, two of the best gyms on the East Coast, and they both get slept on too much. Excellent, my man. Uh, one last thing, my friend. Um, you're not the only um, training partner that is in that Bellator cage. You have someone oh, special man. that's going to be making the. I'm in Mohegan right now. Oh, is that where you are? Oh, awesome. Well, I have yeah. her, I have KK's poster right now. I, I'll throw it up as you're speaking about her. Uh, man, how excited are you? Are you are you her are you her corner man? Uh, a cor- yep. Awesome. Yeah, so man. she's cutting weight right now. Right. She's cutting weight right now. She's a well, she might be done now at this point, but yeah, man, she's cutting weight. She's feels like a friggin' animal. We were sparring yesterday. She's like picking me up and throwing me around, <laughs> and it's like, damn, I'm like 165 right now, full of fucking ice cream. How are you doing this? So, um, she's got a really tough girl though. Really good striker huge prospect she was signed to bellator before she even had a pro fight so she debuted in bellator so you know that they want this girl to win but um the meat grinder man she's here and she's gonna grind some hawaiian meat uh on friday so it's gonna be a it's gonna be great everybody should tune in bellator is putting it on man every one of their cards are like fire so i mean the names aren't always the biggest or like whatever it is that some people are looking for but if you're looking for good fights This is where it's at, Bellator for sure. So, um, KK, she's going to be smashing some some bitches. So, you know, definitely be check that out. Excellent, I mean, well, man, you can't get away from them, Bellator people. So you're, I know, you're, right? you're, so now you can smooth with the big wigs they again. Like yeah, I, I bet they like you, my man. Who, who yep. can't, who can't like you, brother? Um, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! Like we've been waiting. I mean, we we knew this time would happen. You didn't get. You didn't stop, man. You kept grinding, grinding, grinding. You know, ever since that uh, that parent fight, man. And I think it's come full circle, man. Uh, we, you know, fans want to see that fight. You guys want to see that fight. This seems like the perfect storm. This is going to be the biggest, probably the biggest Cage Titans event coming that they've had coming out of. COVID, yep. man. I mean, this is going to be huge. So, with that said, Johnny, you said you thank yous, all that. Everyone knows where your social. I got it up. Your social media. Give us a last sound bite about what you want, uh, and what do you want next month? Or in, I can't say the date. July tenth. July tenth. <laughs> I think that the Joker and Cupcakes absolutely need to just settle it one hundred percent. The you know. It's just, it absolutely needs to happen. And the way that he's talking, it's like, a, it's like it has to happen. It's not uh, a question. So he claimed that he wanted that fight and then he wouldn't take the fight because it was only like a week and a half's notice for a CES. Well, this is six weeks notice, more than enough time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's overdue. So um, and I think that it's a it's a, a disqualifier match. Whichever one of us walks away, the winner I think goes on to big things, and the other one probably does nothing from there. So um, you know that I'll be fighting like it literally depends upon my life. So and that's how I always fight. So that's the way. That's the only way I know how <laughs> is to just fight like it's the last moment of my life, and because of that, I show the world kind of who I am and man, it's the most fun that I've ever had. You saw me in there with Corrales. I was having more fun than I've ever had in my life. And yeah, I, I don't think parent wants this. So we'll see. Excellent. I mean, well, there you have it. Johnny cupcakes, Campbell saying what he wants and what he deserves. This huge fight. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Um, 
I hope it happens, man. I mean, uh, blow the roof off that place. Johnny, man, thank you so much for calling in tonight and, uh, you know, recapping your fight and, uh, you know, sharing the joy that uh, you're having right now in your fighting life, man. It's it's you're gleaming, man, and we love it, man. You're 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 a great guy, and uh, you know you're, you're making New England proud, bro. Thank you, dude. I appreciate your time. <laughs> I appreciate your platform uh, very much. So I look forward to doing it again very soon. All right, my man. Have fun on uh, Friday, man, and uh, you know yes. get them hands raised. Uh, good night, my man. Um, Thank you, dude. Take care. Awesome. So there you hear it. Johnny Cupcakes Campbell as that is that Mohegan Sun right now getting KK ready for her Bellator debut this Friday. This Friday. Also, Nate the Snake Andrews will be on that card, and Tyler King will also be on that card. So, excuse me. Three New England MMA fighters gonna be on the Bellator. MMA card. So with that said, great show tonight. Awesome show tonight. Beads. Ma, Ma, Martina, I'm going to cut that piece out right now or throw it on Instagram. So with that said, um, thank you everyone for tuning in. It was an awesome podcast. I learned a lot. And um, man, we'll see you next week. Next Wednesday night, I will have Dan Cormier from Triforce in the room with a couple of other training partners. There is fight news coming from them, from Dan, uh, from whoever else he's bringing in here. I don't know. We'll let you know on Tuesday who my guests are with Dan Cormier from Triforce, but he will definitely be in the house. So with that said, thank you, everyone. Um, I'm out of here. Watch Bellator Friday night. You have to. You have to watch it. Uh, Later. 